When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello, and welcome back to Betches Brides. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Nicole Pellegrino. And we are back. Nicole, what is up? What's new? What's going on with with your wedding? Yeah, lots is new. Um, You know, with my wedding planning still full, I'm starting to get into the details, which is exciting. I talked to a couple um, decor vendors last week, like rental companies. Um, Yeah, for like tablecloths and flatware and dishes and stuff. I didn't realize how much that'll all kind of add up. (laughs) Just another, just add it to the list, really. Um, But that's exciting because that's like actually pulling the vision together. Right. That's, I feel like, what actually makes it like come together more than like the standard of whatever like comes in. Mm -hmm. And I kind of went, I went through that a few weeks ago. um, And I booked my rental company is actually also doing my flowers. So that was nice to be able to like combine. But I was excited. I was happy about that just because I felt like they would create like a unified vision. Mm -hmm. Um, right. And they're called they're called Cantero. You guys should check them out on Instagram. They're very cool. So yeah. they have like it's for destination weddings. But I was I was happy that they're doing both the flowers and the rentals because I have like I said this before, I have very bad like vision for things coming together. <laughs> so I thought like, OK, if they're doing both, they can like figure that out. How those. Yeah. You know how like the, the table stuff will come together with like the florals and stuff. Right. They can do the whole table like the whole tablescape with the centerpieces and everything. That's smart because then you're not having to like have a billion different vendors for the wedding. It's like as as much more vendors should try to bundle things like that. I think I'm going to try to look into like, like if we need any specific like lighting, I'm going to try to use the talent agency where we got um, where we're getting our band from for that. Just oh, to kind of um, streamline consolidate. things. Yes. Yeah. I think that's great. And uh, oh, I changed my bachelorette location, but I'm, we planned it. Oh, yeah. We booked flights and did a house. We're going to Lake Tahoe. I'm excited. I've never been there. Um, so if you guys awesome. have any recommendations for bachelorette specific stuff, uh, DM me at Jordana Abraham. I would love any fun recommendations you guys have if you've been to any of the like bars. I'm just really excited to do a boat. Yeah, I feel like everybody I, I've never been either, but I feel like it just looks fun for like tubing and boat kind of stuff on the lake. Very like scenic and boating. And I'm from New York, so I don't 
it's it yeah. feels very exotic even if it's not if you're from like california or something so it feels cool oh and exciting news nicole did you see the news that i just saw like 15 minutes ago about vaccines yes. in new york yes that you can get them if you're over 16 now or after so, april 8th i believe it's april 8th is over 16 but if you're old like me then <laughs> i'm pretty sure um if you're 30 plus we actually are recording this week in advance. So tomorrow for us is March 30th. It will already be passed. This is coming out on April 5th. So if you're listening to this now and you are under 30 and you live in New York, tomorrow you will be eligible for the vaccine. And if you're 30, you will already have been eligible for six days. So um, us over 30-year-olds are get a week on you guys. But that's great news. I think all over the country, it's, eligibility is like really opening up to anyone who wants a vaccine. So I think for anyone with those summer weddings, that's like a very promising statistic. Mm-hmm. I know my bachelorette is at the end of June. So like I'm definitely making sure yeah. that every single right, every single person on that bachelorette has been vaccinated by then. And I think it's very, very possible at this point. Same, same. Mine is in July. So that'll be, that'll be exciting. That way I won't have to get like a COVID test in Mexico before coming back. <laughs> Um, right. You still might have to get the test, but I think it'll be less. I'm not oh, yeah, sure if true. like the what. Well, as someone who's having their wedding in Mexico, I'm not sure when they're going to like ease up on that testing requirement or like you can show vaccine and get out of it. But at least, you know, that when you go, you won't test positive because you're mm-hmm. vaccinated. So you can come. So you won't have to have a fear that you'll be stuck there. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. That'd be good. Because that's all I need on my bachelorette is to get stuck after it in Mexico. Exactly. And to get COVID on your bachelorette. <laughs> yeah. Right. That would happen with my luck of wedding related things that would happen. God forbid, knock on wood. Um, but no, that's exciting. I mean, the thing I'm, I'm especially excited about this vaccine news and I hope where I'm getting there, I need to check in where I'm getting married in Maryland. Like how many people, how many people are allowed to get the vaccine right now? Um, there and I live in New Jersey, so not even sure if the New York rules apply to me, but, um, the thing about getting married in Maryland, I did talk to my vendor as one of my recent updates. I talked to my venue um, and they were saying they're still at that 150 person limit. And they were like, but if you have any more people, we can put them like in the hallway. <laughs> and honestly, my my uh, venue coordinator, she's super nice. She's like, she was trying to like make it sound great. She was like, we make it really nice. Like we open the doors, like it doesn't even feel like they're in the hallway. Like they're not allowed to be in the main ballroom area and my like jaw dropped and I was like no offense but no like I will just cut down to I will just cut the like yeah right now we have around like 180 on our list inviting so chances are not all those people will even be able to come um we we might net out at around 150 anyways but I was like I'll make sure of it like the rules can change might change by then though right right what six months away a little less yeah, Slightly less than six months away. Like, oh my so god, much is it change. that close? I need to. Is that, is that close? It seems far to me. I'm saying there's so many things that could happen and change, and like capacity limits that can change by then. Like, think about it. If like True. the country reaches herd immunity by then, you could. It might not even be an issue. I know that's what that's what we were saying. Like Mike was like, "Calm down, it won't even be an issue." But I was like, "God forbid, it is." I'm not putting people in the hallway. <laughs> it just yeah, like I think it's, isn't it's happening. Bad. And if you have 180, 
And like, I feel like if the restriction is still there with the 150 restriction by September, then there will be more people that don't come because it will mean that it's not like totally okay. And right. like, you know what I mean? Then there will right, be right. people who naturally drop off anyway. So I think you'll be fine. It's funny that you say that because um, I posted today on the Batches Brides account. It was like, tell me you're a Corona or tell me you're a bride in 2021 without telling me you're a bride in 2021. And somebody was like, somebody commented and was like, I have no idea if 120 people or 40 people will actually come to my wedding. <laughs> it's so yes. true. Like you can't, you, you don't know if people are going to like say yes and whatnot. Right. But. And another thing I would say is like, I have to look up through the CDC restrictions in the state of New York and the state of Maryland. That's like another way. Yeah. Of showing me. I have to like become a CDC restrictions expert in every state at this point. Exactly. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And guys, real quick, before we get into our episode, I have to tell you some exciting news for any of you Bravo fans out there who like, you know, watching Real Housewives, Summer House, all those Vanderpump Rules, all those fun Bravo shows. We're launching a new Bravo newsletter presented by Skinny Pop with episode recaps, all things about Bravo liberties and cringeworthy Bravo moments. Be sure to sign up at Betches.co slash Bravo newsletter. Let's get into our show. What are we talking about today? We're talking about a lot of things today, but especially we're talking about gift giving, which we've gotten a ton of questions about lately, and just like overall guest etiquette, like how are you supposed to act as a guest, you know? I like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, should I read the first email? Yes. Let's do it. The first listener writes in, hi, ladies. I just started listening to the podcast and I love it. I'm 26 and very single, but my friends have begun getting engaged, so I'm, I've been listening to your podcast to learn more. That's great. It's not just for the for the brides to be, but anyone who is going to a lot of weddings, this podcast is helpful for you. So email us brides at betches.com brides at betches.com. Anyway, she writes, I'm not sure if you covered this topic, but what is the gift etiquette for attending weddings of people you aren't super close with? 
This topic has come up in my friend group, and we are not sure if we should be expected to buy something off the registry, give a cash gift of the estimated price per head, and or something else. For reference, many of my friends and I are also in medical school, so we do not have our own incomes. We'd love to hear this discussion on the podcast. Also, wishing both you you both and your fiancés all the best during this wild wedding year. Best young, single, and broke. Aren't we all? Except for the young part. Actually, not single either. So never mind. Just broke. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, yeah. Um, Actually in a relationship and I am very young, but (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I try to relate, you know? Yeah, Um, Yeah. So, okay. We actually... I, my favorite source for information is, of course, our audience. All these other publications out there write all these articles. I don't know where they're getting their info, but we get a lot of our info from the Betches Brides audience because you guys have like the best opinions on things and like you're real people going to real weddings. So right. we like get, getting our info from you and, and just like thoughts. And also, like if you're following the Betches Brides community, either on Instagram or listening to this podcast, you have a sim- similar sensibility to others who also want their wedding content through the Betches filter of like fun, not taking yourself too seriously, but like also want to learn something and like kind of know the rules. So I think it's mm-hmm. great. We're a great source for that because you know that like you're not getting every single person in the world's view. You're getting like the specific Betchy mindset view. Right. Polling, the tell it how it is view. Exactly. Right. Um, so we did a poll like months and months ago. Honestly, I need to do a, a more updated one. And I will actually, by the time this episode comes out, you'll have one. So yay. Um, but we asked people like, what are you giving as gifts? Like how much should you be giving or what should you be giving? And I've got to say, looking through now, um, I don't think, you know, again, we did this months ago. I don't think the answers would change too much by now. But general, I know this person in the email is asking, like, if you're not super close with them. But we'll start with kind of like general thoughts on how much to give for a gift. A okay. lot of people were saying like around 150 per person. That was the most mm-hmm. given answer. And that's kind of like safely can estimate like around that per plate. And I know some of you might come at us and be like, that's so expensive. Or or even some people might think it's too cheap. I'm just relaying info. Um, but yeah, a lot of people said like general gift giving, you can safely say like 150 per person. So for couples, it would be like 300, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> well, here's my, what are, what are your thoughts on the like paper my plate thing? I, I kind of have always just like heard people say that and I'm like, yeah, I think that is a good, but it's hard to like estimate how much the plate is. First of all, like I'm sure the plate is a lot more than you think it will be, even if it seems like it's not that much, but I don't necessarily think that that's the way to go about it because like, what are we supposed to give more money for weddings that are more expensive? Like, I think it's, I don't really think that you should have, you should do that. I think you should give your gift based on your closeness to the bride and groom. Right. right. Um, And I mean, I obviously it's not the idea of covering your plate. I feel like makes the whole thing feel very like transactional and not like Mm -hmm. about like a gift of like feeling. Right. So I don't, I don't love that cover your plate feeling, but it's interesting that you, that you said one fifty. Um, 
I always that's usually like if that's usually the lowest I will give if I'm like not mm-hmm. if I'm like not that good friends with someone. But like I went um, and I, you know, I'm like them enough to go to the wedding, but we're not like particularly right. close. That's right, how much right. I would give. I've heard a lot of people give a lot less than that. I know. I think it's very like it varies a lot. You know, this is one of those things I think varies a lot. Somebody even commented like I'm from Toronto and I'm sure it's similar in New York where anything under one hundred dollars is considered kind of tacky. And I think Mm -hmm. so. I think that this does vary. There's a ton of factors like location based. It might be different in different areas. Friend group based. I I'm the first one to go to my friends and be like, yo, how much are you giving for this wedding? Because I want to make sure I'm, I'm on par. Like, well, you're also lucky because now like you don't have to be the first you're you're one of the first ones getting married you don't have to be like the first one to do it and you right. can just give everyone back whatever they wind up giving you so oh, like right. that makes it that's always the easiest cuz it's kind of and for me i'm always thinking like okay whatever i give to someone i'm just going to get back so it doesn't even really yeah. matter yeah do you know what i mean that's exactly yeah oh i'm going to have a list i'm going to be like so and so gave me 150 so literally a whole list so it just I makes can- i mean Aside from being like petty, I actually think that helps make you like that just makes the choice so much easier. Like, okay, I'm just Mm -hmm. looking how much they gave me and I'm looking how much I gave them. But like, I think there's also some other things to consider of like, you know, are they a person who's like like this person who's writing in who's in school um, Mm -hmm. who can't really afford to give that much? Maybe if I like me not being in school and having, you know, maybe a a larger income than someone who would be in school might if she was getting married a few years from now and I was like, you know, more well to do, I might give her more because like right. I'm in a different stage of my life. And I understand that I got married earlier when she was unable to do that. Right. So I don't think it has to be like tit for tat, but it's definitely a good starting point if you're the first to get married. Right. Right. Um, for sure. And I think, and I agree. I always ask my friends, like, what are you giving? What are you giving? Mm-hmm. And um, I would add more if, if I'm in yeah. the bridal party. Yes, that's a big thing that everybody agreed on to with the audience. It's like a known thing. If you're in the bridal party, you're kind of expected to give a little more. Right. Or a better gift. And my thing is, she's asking too, like, do I get something off the registry? Like, I, I'm pretty sure I can't remember specifically like what or who we did this. But Mike and I have done that for like weddings when we're like feeling poor and like we can't give a ton of money. We we still get nice items off the registry that we know the people want but it's like you that way it's like an item and you don't have to make sure it's exactly how much money you give um so that I think sometimes isn't a good option even though we always say that like the bride and groom actually just want cash um I think it's fine to get them a registry gift if you're not that close with them and you kind of just want it to be more of like a gesture of I'm giving you a gift and like Mm-hmm. again it's not like so particular about the amount like if you if you don't have the money for an expensive gift and you don't have the money for an expensive gift I would get something off the registry I think that's like fine and also like they can always like return that and get something else like they have a registry mm-hmm. I think it's okay to do that I wouldn't Question, be like offended though. by getting that also if I if I'm not going to a wedding I'll usually get something small from the registry and send it to the person yes that's the be- that's if you're not going to the wedding that's the best thing to do go to the registry right away because people do that they it gets bought up quickly um and get them a little something off the registry that way it's like still celebrating you but I'm not gonna just like send you a bunch of random cash in the mail one right. thing that the audience did bring up I'm just seeing now in my screenshots some people say 
that if you are in the wedding party and you've gone on the expensive bachelorette and and given a really good gift at the bridal shower, you actually could get away with giving less at the wedding. I've heard that too. I kind of feel like it's the opposite. Like you should give more because you're like more involved in their life. But again, I think you'll get back. It's very wedding gifts are very karmically good like that. Like you're just going to get back whatever you give. So if you want to go, I mean, if you want to give less, you'll just get less. I think it's like, right, right, right. You know what I mean? Right. And I think like you're saying too, you said at one point, like, we're all at different stages of our lives. Like she's this listener in particular is saying she's like 26 single and broke. Um, so I do think like it, give what you can. I'm not going to yeah. say like you're tacky if you don't give this much, like give what you can know the general rules of thumb. Some, a lot of people did say like, and you know, our, our bride's audience is from all over. A lot of people did say like $100 is fine. Um, so I think, yeah. you know, give what you can, especially if you're not that close. And if you if you and a bunch of your medical school friends are all going and are all kind of broke, you can all go in on like one bigger registry item that kind of like seems like more of a bigger gift. Oh, that's um, smart. And then it's like, oh, we're getting you this large gift, but it's like from a bunch of people. I think that's sometimes, sometimes that's, that's like smart. nice, like something someone else might not get you because it's like too expensive on its own. Right, right. That's actually really smart. I've I'm, some people did that for my sister's bridal shower now that I'm remembering and she was like very thankful because she was like this is a huge gift no one was right because no one would ever me. no one would ever buy the like $700 vacuum that you have mm-hmm. that I have on my registry so the Dyson like, yeah <laughs> if everyone wants to get into it like I would be fine with that yes everybody let's all if everybody chips in one dollar <laughs> we can get Jordana that was That was not a call for everyone to buy me the vacuum, but you know, if it shows up on my door, I won't send it back. (laughs) Should we do another one? Yes, let's do it. Hi, Jordana and Nicole. I love your guys' take on all things weddings and I need your help. Basically, I really don't like my fiance's best man's girlfriend. He started dating her a couple years ago and from the night from the first night we met, we didn't hit it off well. We've gotten into a couple arguments and they've even broken up a couple of times for other non-related toxic reasons. My fiance and I don't approve of her and we don't particularly enjoy being around her, but we tolerate it because it's his best friend's life and he can be who with who he wants, but it just feels very fake. Now that we're going to be doing all these wedding things, I'm worried that this is going to cause drama. For a while, I was insisting that we don't invite her to the wedding because I shouldn't have to worry about any drama coming up on that day. But after speaking with my fiance about it, he thought it would cause even more drama to not invite her. What do you guys think? Should I just give in and let her come to the wedding? Also, we're planning on having our wedding at a big estate and having our wedding party stay a few nights with us. Is it weird to invite her to the wedding, but not invite her to stay with us? Help. Thank you and love the podcast. I've recommended it to two of my other friends who are engaged. Ah, we love a word of mouth recommendation. That's great. We hope you guys like it. Um, Yes. So I think she should invite her to all of it as his, because she's not inviting her. She's inviting the best man's significant other. Mm-hmm. So it's not about her. I, I feel like in this case, it's not really about their meaning to her. It's about their meaning to the person that is meaningful to them, which is right. the best man. And like, 
I don't really think that we want to get into the position of like judging every relationship of every person in the bridal party to be like, well, like that one I approve of and that one I don't like, it's not really, it's like his thing. If he's happy with her, then that's on him and his decision. So I think to me, the right thing to do would be to give him a plus one and that's her, then that's her. And like, let him bring whoever he feels will be a good plus one for him. Right, right. And she doesn't need to feel compelled to like become best friends just because this is the best man. And it looks like, yeah, it's the best man's girlfriend that we're worried about. She doesn't have to like become best friends with her and invite her to like the other stuff. Like, what did she say? If stay a few nights with us. Is it weird? Yeah. Like she doesn't have to like, I think she, like you said, like you're inviting him, the best man, and he gets his guest but on the invitation I would say just out of respect like if if it's a known thing that he is gonna invite her I would put like her name yeah not just like and guest no I agree I think I I said that meaning like she is like she's coming as his guest but not you should write her name if they've been dating because that would be like very passive aggressive not to but yeah yeah. but if suddenly they broke up she wouldn't be coming like she's not we don't like just her but yeah yeah I agree she said at one point in this email, I the she's worried that the girl's gonna like cause drama at the wedding. If that's still a factor, I would say like maybe just um say something to the best man. If she like if she does have like a his, historical right. past of like starting drama at weddings and events and stuff, or just starting drama, you could say to the best man, like, look, just want to make sure Susan is behaves <laughs> at the wedding. Right. Like, yeah, you could have your you could have your I wouldn't say it to her to him myself. I would have your fiance say it to him be like, just, you know, mm-hmm. I we just want to make sure everything's running smoothly. But I don't know if she's talking about drama between like the two of them in their relationship or the drama that she would cause with like other people around her. I would say if it's like their relationship drama, like that's not your problem. Like you yeah. probably won't even notice that. You'll be so into like whatever wedding activities you're you're gonna be so distracted by everything going on your wedding that you're not gonna notice if the two of them are fighting like again that's not your problem i wouldn't like really worry about that you can't control that um if you're worried about her starting fights with like the other people in the bridal party that's a different (laughs) story where you should say something but you would have to be like kind of a real lunatic to be like right people to be worried that you were doing that so right right Yeah, that would be like, yeah, no, toxic girl. I just, I do think it plays into a larger theme of like us brides thinking that we need to like be so accommodating to our groomsmen's dates and plus one. Like Mike's best man has a girlfriend. I've heard great things about her. They live in Arlington, Virginia. I haven't met the girlfriend yet. And I'm like, I'm looking forward to meeting her, but it's his best man's, yeah, girlfriend. And, um, yeah, so I'm excited. I just I haven't physically met her yet, but she's invited to the wedding. Yeah. Um and I don't think any significant others of like bridal party people are expecting to be like the ones getting any attention. Like if I'm going to a wedding right with one of my friends that I'm not that close with, I'm not like and I need to like and the bride will be like hanging out with me. Like I would just assume right. I would be doing like my own thing. Right, <laughs> right. I do remember right. I went to a wedding with Mike as his guest once where I hadn't met the um bride and groom and like the night before the bride came up to me and was like well I I I was like thank you so much for inviting me like I know this is the first time we're meeting and she was like 
well, you're a huge part of Mike's life. So you're naturally a huge part of ours now because, and I was like, you're sweet. So nice. I'm probably not going to be that nice as Brad. Right. Well, it's, yeah, it's the whole thing. It's like, she's not, I mean, but I'm saying she's kind of like, it's not, it doesn't take anything away from her. Even if she doesn't know you, it's not taking anything away to have you there. It's just making her someone who's important to her happier. Right. Because you're there, which is important to her. Like the person's happiness is important to her. Therefore you coming and feeling welcome is important to her. Right. Which is a nice bridal attitude. Exactly. Let's do one more. Yes. Okay. It's a three-parter. Three-parter. Well, should we do them individually, each part? Yeah. Okay. First of all, Nicole and Jordana, thank you guys for everything. You guys helped me through the pandemic planning and made me feel normal for all the ups and downs. Jake and I got engaged March 8th, so basically as long as the pandemic Hoping to get married in September. Sorry for all the questions. I wanted to email you guys so many times, but restrain myself. I've settled on three questions and any advice would be greatly appreciated. One, maid of honor slash bachelorette party. Advice on handling over the the planning reins to your maid of honor slash bridesmaids. I booked our house and initiated planning. So trying to pass the responsibilities on. I also just found out that my maid of honor is leaving early through a different friend. I totally understand not everyone has time off, but I was a little hurt, especially with the lack of help planning. She's reached out to help. We just need to connect. Do I say anything or just move on? Yes. So I think she can definitely say something and I wouldn't, I would open it up to the whole group and like, maybe there's somebody in your, in your group of bridesmaids or friends that historically like loves planning trips for themselves and for others. And maybe try to like make it seem as you're like doing them a favor. Like, Hey, Christina, I know you love planning like trip itineraries would love for you to like, if you'd like, like if you want to have fun and do mine. I'd love for you to do that Um, and kind of like put the responsibility on someone else. But I think she should say something. I think um, about the, to the friend who left early or mean in general, in general, but yeah, she should say something to her. I think I'd, I'd be like, Hey, I just found out you're leaving early. Like that's fine. Just want to make sure we're on the same page and, and whatnot. Cause obviously if she's leaving early from like the house, Maybe she doesn't have to pay. I don't know. That's kind of, yeah, I'd, I'd iron that out with her. I would. So I think it's kind of weird to ask someone to plan something for you. I think that's like a big ask. If unless, if so, no one is volunteering to do that. Right. I think you can ask for help with something, but I don't think you can ask someone to like do it. I think it's a little bit, and maybe people disagree with me. I think it's a little entitled to be like, and will you just plan this whole trip for me? Like that you didn't want to do like, I, I just wouldn't do it. I would, <laughs> if, they, if no one offered, right, I would right. just do it myself. Right. Um, but I think what you could do is text, maybe form a group text with two of your, two or three of your closer bridesmaids and be like, so I'm trying to figure out like this, the uh, bachelorette, like, could you help me figure like with a few of these decisions or would you mind helping me like plan this part of it or something right. like that? Like, I think it's okay to ask someone for help on like a task, but I don't think it's okay to be like, well, you just take on this whole yeah. trip and now it's like your responsibility i agree i think in the movies and stuff it like about weddings we see like maid of honor is planning the entire wedding and the bachelorette and the like that that's a historic or that's a i keep using <laughs> that's a um fake thing like that that literally only happens in movies in real life like the bride kind of 
is expected to plan everything. And there are some cases where like, I'm sure some bridal parties have super helpful maid of honors who truly like take on ownership of the bachelorette. But I agree with you. It's like you definitely have to like take on if, if nobody, if no is, one, if no one is just like inserting themselves into that position, right. then I think that you like, she did a good job starting and planning it. And, and I think that's like, great. I would just, again, I would text a couple people, maybe in a group text and be like, I can't decide what we should do for like the mm-hmm. actual events of the bachelor. Like, what do you guys think we should do? And then that's sort of like is gauging their opinion without being like, and right. plan it. <laughs> right. I love the idea of um, delegating like tasks, tasks to specific people too. Like if you're, for example, if you're going to Miami and you know that you want a boat day where like you guys rent a boat and go out on a boat, like maybe give the boat to one person and be like, so-and-so can you kind of be in charge of like figuring out the boat situation, just that one thing. And if they're happy about it, then yes. Right. Um, And also make it like, if you can't, I would give them an out too. be like, if you can, or you're too mm -hmm. busy or you don't have time, that's totally fine. I was just wondering if, if you might be interested or like if you would be down to, to help Mm -hmm. with this part. Cause I know you're great at planning, whatever, but also like, again, it's not, I, I don't, I wouldn't feel entitled to it. I would just ask, Right. In a way that doesn't make it seem like you're expecting it. Totally. Um, and then to her friend who's leaving early, I think it's totally fine to shoot her a text and be like, hey, like found out you're leaving early. Like, that's totally fine. I just kind of like wish you had told me just because I'm I didn't <laughs> know. And then I was like very surprised and I just want to make sure like everything runs smoothly. So just let me know next time. And I think that would be right. like fine. You don't have to make it into a huge deal. If it bothered yeah. you, I think it's okay to say something. Also, like maybe she doesn't know that she's definitely doing that, but she might have to. So she didn't want to tell you until she was sure. That's another possibility. So I would just open the conversation. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the friend who who told her, who told the bride. Yeah, very uh, <laughs> gossipy. Yeah. <laughs> um, room block info. Like an idiot, I put our website info on the back of our save the dates and sent them out last September. Is it day class A to send an email with links to the room block and reservation information just reminding everyone our wedding is still on and to book travel accommodations? We were getting married in Santa Barbara and 60% of our guests are out of town, i.e. back east or out of state. What are you doing? Because you have, I know you have a room block sitch. Yeah. So I, on the save the dates, I like put the webs my wedding website link there with the room blocks and I kind of like texted people on the side and was like hurry up and book like it's here's the link followed up with some people I don't think it's weird or tacky for her to send an email honestly I think we're in COVID times everything's uncertain everybody's getting very like unconventional with how they're communicating to their guests and I think if anything people will appreciate it more than thinking it's like weird um, just to, as long as you're like getting them that information that they need, I don't think they'll really care much how you do it. Um, but I mean, I would, yeah, I would send, you could send an email or sometimes with wedding stuff, I've liked text. Like I just, um, like I have different group texts, like one for my dad's side of the family, one for my mom's side, like, you know, friends and stuff. So that's where I'm doing that kind of stuff and reminding people, um, but if an email is I mean, easier, is I she sending out an invitation too? 
Yeah, I think a paper, anything that you want to yeah. like remind people of is also like a good like paperless. I don't know if she's sending out an invitation, but like you could send in the invitation with a link to like with a link to the what the, the room book, booking website in there. I assume that would be fine. Yeah. No, I think that's what people normally do. Like you, you have the link to your site on the wedding invitation. I think for her, she might be saying like, I need to send that out sooner than the invitation. Um, okay. But if she doesn't need to wait, if you listener, if you're listening to this, if you don't need to wait, I would say do it on the invitation. Cause that's like the normal thing to right. do. And if you can't wait, I agree. Either send out a, text or an email maybe like a very informal email to anyone that you know like would definitely be coming who hasn't booked I think you can send out like an informal just reminder mm -hmm. like if you if you can't wait for the invitation to do that I think that's fine I don't think anyone is going to think anything of it especially with this year right um last question bridal shower my future mother-in-law offered to throw me a bridal shower back when we first got engaged I said yes but I haven't followed up should I I want to include her and let her do that since it sounded like she really wanted to twist my stepmom wants to throw a shower with her family and then my mom would do one with her friend with my friends I live out of state and my stepmom and mom can't be in the same room they both said they would be open to doing a joint family one in California but I think it probably would be best to avoid any drama wishing you both so much love okay I think there's no problem in following up on that I think she should evaluate if she wants two bridal showers and if she does or she's something she would be excited and looking forward to, then you can remind her and be like, mm -hmm. hey, I just wanted to know if we were still wanting to do this bridal shower. But if you don't really care, then like and you kind of feel like it's unnecessary, I would like let it go. Right. And I would maybe go back to her and say like, hey, I know you had mentioned way back when that you wanted to throw me a bridal shower. I don't want two because my now stepmom wants to throw me one. Let's just do one. I would I would confront. My new motto is confrontation, by the way. Like I would okay. just confront it so that there's no doubt so that she doesn't swoop in at the last second and be like, hey, what about me? I wanted to throw you one. I remember when I mentioned it. Like I, I, guess, I would, yeah. I would like you though, I agree. I would, um, I would, First, decide what you want. Do you want one or two? And then I personally wouldn't want two. That's a lot. Um, and then go about it that way. Yeah. Are there going to be like three showers? Like, so she said my future mother-in-law yeah, wants to can. throw her a shower. And then her stepmom wants to throw her a shower. And then her mom also wants to do one with her friends. Like, But her stepmom and mom can't be in the same room. So she's going to have three then. The one for her future mother-in-law, the one for her mom, and the one for her stepmom. That to me sounds like a nightmare. But if she's into that, maybe say it. Or I think you can say like, hey, if, it, if you're talking to your future mother-in-law, you could say, and you don't want three, I think you could say, hey, I'm sure you know like there's a little tension between my mom and my stepmom. Um, so they're going to do separate showers. So I'm already doing those two. Um, if you if you still want to throw me one, that's like, I would like gladly attend and would be so appreciative, but I also like do not need that at all. So do not feel right. any pressure to do so. Like I would like say it, letting her off the hook and just letting her know that there are already going to be two other ones. Right. I would also just be like, showers. can we like, how many people are you guys inviting to these three bridal showers? I would be like, can we take the the guest list that you were planning on inviting and combine it with one of the, with my stepmoms well, or my moms? 
she's out of state. Her family lives out of state, I think. So it was like a convenience thing. I mean, if people want to throw you events and you don't, it doesn't bother you and you like to have more events then like, sure. Let them have right. three bridal showers, especially if you don't, everyone doesn't need to go to all three. It's like very different family members. That might be a good COVID thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would ask yourself, like, do I want three? If I want three, then follow up with your mother-in-law and see if she's still into doing it. And if you are over it, I would give her an easy out and see if she takes the the bait there. Right, right. My sister's like making me have a bridal shower. I I like decided there's so much going on this summer and everything. I I was like, we don't I don't need one. And my sister was like, yes, you do. We're having one. And I was like, That's okay. Fun. Well, at least she'll take care of it all. That's nice. Yeah. I said, well, you're pregnant with your second child. So um, you going to take on this? <laughs> if she wants to take it on, I think that's not, you said that, I'm sure, right? Like, mm-hmm. if she, she like, you got this. <laughs> that's sweet. <laughs> She's also moving. I don't know if it'll actually happen. So stay tuned. <laughs> Unpopular opinions. Let's do those. Yes. First one. It's okay to be a bridezilla. Um, I disagree mostly, but I think you can pick, I think you can pick like two or three things that you were a bridezilla about that you acknowledge mm-hmm. are irrational that mean a lot to you and that you want a particular way. I don't think you can do that with everything, but I think it's okay to pick like a couple things that you want a very particular way and be annoying about them. Right. Like this makes me think like what I think that is the definition of bridezilla. Like you're super particular about things and need them a certain way and like will not budge. So we'll, we'll go with that. I, I agree. I think you can pick a couple things, but like, and I know we joke about like empower you to do whatever you want. It's your wedding. And right. I still agree with that. Like, I think you're, it's okay to know what you want and want things a certain way. It is your big day. It is your wedding. It's only one day of your life. Um, I do think that it's not okay. I, I just like, don't be a bridezilla because you, like all the time though because you'll stress yourself out this is like at the end of the day this is supposed to be about love it's supposed to be like fun and so if you do take on that like i'm a bridezilla mentality too much like it'll just right i wouldn't let that become who you are right right Right. and i think if you're going to be a bridezilla about something you should be very self-aware about it yeah for instance being like let's say your bridesmaids have like, I've shown, shown you a color that is slightly off from the color that you wanted. You could say you could, you can be a bridezilla would say I needed to look exactly how I wanted to look. Right. That's mm-hmm. in her head. I think you can say to your friend, Hey, I know the difference is really small and I'm being, it may seem like I'm being irrational, but this, I'm like sort of compulsive about this thing. It's like a me thing. I, mm-hmm. I get that it like seems absurd, but would you do me this like favor and get a, a color that's slightly more in line with what I was thinking. I know it seems crazy, but like it would mean a lot to me. I think as long as you're like, you're being self-aware about it and you're being like, again, acknowledging that you're being a little absurd, you can do that a couple of times. I agree. I agree. And I think too, like, I know we're very pro bride. Like we, we stick up for the bride first and foremost here on this podcast. And like, we also love vendors though, too. And I think hardcore bridezillas like if i were a wedding vendor 
working with a hardcore bridezilla would be like impossible. And I get that yeah, the bride, you're, you're paying them. So you do feel like you can be a little bit of a bride. You can want things a certain way, but I think like at the end of the day, like be kind, <laughs> don't be a total <laughs> bridezilla. Um, so 61% of our audience disagreed. So they're saying it's not okay to be a bridezilla. And then 39% of people agreed that it is okay to be a bridezilla. So most people uh, agree with us. Great. It's not. Okay. Only having beer and wine at the wedding sucks. I agree. I mean, I get that some people do this because it is a more affordable option. I just, I think I like weddings when there's a little bit of liquor options there. I love yeah. a tequila soda. Here's the thing. Wine and beer open bar is better than no open bar. Right. So that's all you can afford. That's better than nothing. Is it more ideal to have a full bar? Yeah. But like, I wouldn't say it sucks. You can still get a nice little wine buzz. But mm -hmm. um, it's just one of those things you have to weigh like the pros versus the cons. I'm having so I'm having three events, as I told you, welcome party, rehearsal dinner and wedding. My welcome party is beer and wine only because it's just yes. like a third event. And yeah. like, yeah, I kind of want it to be like full open bar, but it's just kind of like I don't care that much enough to like pay the difference. Right, I'm right. already doing other two two other full bar events. And that's a standard thing. A lot of people do that at like the rehearsal dinner or welcome party. It's just beer and wine. That's mm -hmm. like very normal. Yeah. So I think I mean, everything, everything, there's always an ideal. And then there's like what your budget allows. So right, right. I agree. I wouldn't. This is a strong statement. Like sucks. I just maybe we change that one to <laughs> is not ideal. Agree. <laughs> it is not ideal. Right. Right. Exactly. OK. 61 percent again agreed agree. with this and then 39 percent disagreed. OK. Can we stop with courtesy invites to people who will say no? 77 percent agreed and 23 percent disagreed. What do you think? So I hate being invited to a wedding where like the person knows that I'm not coming because then it's like, oh, I just like owe you a gift now. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that there, I think I agree to an extent. I think if you're unsure, it's nice to send the invite anyway, especially if you feel like they might be offended if they weren't. But if you know that there's no way they're coming at all, I could agree. You don't need to like it's annoying to right. get that invitation. If you're like this person knows I'm not coming to their wedding. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, then why, why are you, why am I receiving an invite in the mail? I agree. I think, um, yeah. It's not always so black and white though, you know? It's, that's the thing. Like, I'm trying to think in terms of my own list, like, if there's anybody we know will definitely, I honestly think like, I think there's like one of Mike's, like, it's like a great, great aunt or something. I don't know. <laughs> like one of his, that his mom was like, just invite her. She won't come. And right. So like other than that, I think it's the kind of thing where it's like if their feelings could be hurt because they weren't like, right. Why not? You know what I mean? Right. Right. If, if they're like, in, like, I think in our case, it's somebody, I forget exactly who, but it's somebody who's like super old. So that's why we're thinking that they might not come, but they, but the, yeah. they're like still family. They still like would love an invite. And like sometimes the older people like actually giving a gift. <laughs> Like yeah, they, that's like all they need to like spend their money somewhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I don't mind that. I also think like I read this somewhere also 
that if you're invited to a wedding and you are so not close with the person that you're like, I have no idea why they would possibly invite me. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot give a gift and not go because you have no desire to maintain that relationship right. with that person. I so I think the agree. gift is nice if you have any desire at all to maintain a relationship with someone. But if it is so like if you haven't spoken to them in years and you got an invitation, I think you can decline without a gift. It's not right necessary. Right, right. I agree. Cool. Well, those are unpopular opinions. I think we really hashed them out. What do you think? I think we did. Those are fun. Guys, keep submitting them. We'll do them like weekly on the Instagram per usual. But, you know, even if you just think of one randomly one day, email us at bridesatbetches.com. And keep yes. emailing your questions there because we love reading them. Honestly, it makes me think my life is easier when I'm reading about your guys' problems. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, we just... love these questions. Keep them coming. Mm-hmm. Brides at Betches.com. Brides at Betches.com. Follow us on Instagram at Betches Brides. Nicole is incredible at running our Instagram. It's not only informative, but it is also really funny. So it takes the edge off while actually helping you learn a thing or two, which is I that think should ideal. be our new tagline. Not only informative, but also very funny. funny. I love that. You also, go. you guys stay tuned. Go shop our betches.co slash brides merch. Our brides merch is so exciting. And let me just tell you, um, we have some new merch coming soon. I don't know exactly when, but it's like time for new merch. Um, So stay tuned and buy the ones we have right now. Buy the ones we have right now. And then you guys will be like the like second to know about our new merch probably. (laughs) Not the first, but the second. Anyway, till death do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Nicole Pellegrino, Sean Kilby, and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Betches.